promises last week that I get rid of that beard and I have, I've trimmed it slightly. I also got a haircut, a nice haircut homemade from the better half. My guest this week on the podcast has been a mainstay on Fair City since 2009. He's a panto legend and just recently he dazzled TV viewers in Ireland week in, week out on Dancing with the Stars. It was such a pleasure having Ryan Andrews on the podcast this week. Ryan and I started alongside the Olympia Christmas panto Cinderella in December 2019. We chatted about his early career in acting, starting off in the RTE's The Clinic in 2007, and also the fact that he's been in the Olympia panto for 15 years now. He was a fundamental source of motivation and information when I was doing my first panto. He helped me out a lot, folks. Ryan is an absolute gent of the highest order, and his work ethic is unbelievable. I mean, five weeks of rehearsals and shows and the panto, then going straight into Dancing with the Stars. I mean, if that's not inspiring, I don't know what is. The guy's unbelievable. Enjoy the podcast. Happy Friday, folks. Ryan Andrews, how are you, pal? Boom! What's up, Al? How are you? I'm, I'm good, bud. I'm very good. I, I'm getting by. I'm getting by during yeah. this whole this ordeal that we're going through. The I lockdown. missed you. I haven't but, seen you in five months. Five months since since we finished the panto. Oh yes, it was January. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm only a one year rookie. You're a 15 year veteran at this. Or is it sick? How I'm getting too old years? for it now. Uh, <laughs> uh, 15 or 16 years doing it, yeah. Wow. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but, you, but like, you're the main guy. You were you the guy that people want to see. It's, it's, they want the Oli, 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 Oi, 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 when they yeah. go to the Olympia Panto. But you know what? I think as well, what's kind of good, and look, we'll talk about the Panto as well, but of it's course, like, yeah. sometimes people say like, oh, they're going to see kind of me, but yeah. I don't think it in that way because I'm like, there's t- like the 10 of us or the eight of us are on stage. Yeah, of it's course. Like the way it all works together and the way like yeah. we all interact with each other, that's the magic of it all as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm it just is. a lunatic. It is, and we're not being biased in any way, but we'll talk about the unique, the, the, how unique the Olympia Panto is and how different it is, you know, because it is, it's, it's a fantastic yeah. Panto for all families, yeah. you know, to go to. And, and it, it's, I think, I think sometimes with the, the panto in, in particular, it's mad mm-hmm. that we just went straight there, but that's obviously where, obviously we met and also it's that's like, our that's link, what yeah. we know. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the, uh, it, the thing about air panto is it's like musicals, people love musicals, people love shows and all, but you can't bring a four-year-old to Les Mis in the West End, or you can't bring no. like an eight-year-old to Mama Mia or whatever. But you can bring your whole family, a three-year-old, a mom, dad, brother, sister, yeah. auntie, up to the granny and granddad, to a panto. Yeah. My 10-month-old daughter went to the panto. Yeah. <laughs> and loved it. And s- sat through the whole thing, you know? So yeah. <laughs> it's just the, that, like... That's the magic of it. It's the magic. And also, like, you get to do... Because, obviously, I, I write the panto. So, like, yeah. what I do is I think of, like, that little girl coming in dressed up as Cinderella at three yes. years, like, three years of age. Of course. Wanting yeah. to look at the princess. Mm. But I also get the dad who is on Stevens today, wanting to watch the football and is being dragged, who probably doesn't want to be there. So we put the football jokes and you did your impressions of Roy Keane, you did. Yeah. Well, you, well, you don't have about we 50 did. impressions, the Katie Taylor, even the De Niro, yeah. Ramsey, yeah. Yeah, well, well, I was told to change the Ramsey to Francis Brennan. Uh, we, tried Conor, <laughs> we tried Conor McGregor one night and yeah. it was an epic fail. 
but it was brilliant. But, yeah, but that's what I'm saying as well. It's like, and even with you as the prince, it was like, it was the best prince that I've ever seen. And I told you that in the panto. Ah, thank you, bud. Well, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Um, but now we'll get to the panto later on. I want to talk about yourself and how, like, how you started off in this whole business. Obviously, yeah. you've been in the panto 15 years, but you started yeah. off, you were in the clinic in 2007. That was your breakthrough role in RTE, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, with RTE it was. So, yeah. like, it kind of goes back, um, like, even from a kid, like, I played every sport. Yeah. Um, I kind of was into everything. I was just kind of one of them kids that, like, I never played PlayStation. I've never owned yeah. a PlayStation. I wouldn't even know how to turn a computer on now because I was always out and I was always yeah. doing something. And uh, yeah, so then at that time, I was, I was a show-off, not show-off, but I, I loved just the attention. If I'd score a goal, sometimes I need to be thinking about my celebration <laughs> than the goal, you know, like that kind of thing. And then there was an ad in the paper and it said, uh, it was Singing in the Rain. And I was like, mm. do you want to like, be a part of Singing in the Rain in the Olympia Theatre? And I was like 10 years of age. And I just like my dad loves all the Fred Astaire, the Gene Kelly. And yeah. that's what I was brought up on. Mm. So a 10 year old knowing who Gene Kelly was, I wanted to be him. You know, it was okay, strange, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then I went for the audition and I got it. So I was like the young Gene Kelly for like five weeks in the Olympia. And from there then, another ad in the paper. Same thing. I was yeah. for the Olympia Panda. Oh, wow. And that's where it kind of started. So when I got the, mm. the kind of that buzz of like the live yeah. audience in the theater, I joined um, a drama school. And then from yeah. that drama school, then I started kind of, like, as you said, the clinic. The clinic but then there was yeah. a few short films before then. And yes. kind of just the conveyor belt. Yeah. No, that's, it's fantastic. And then obviously it led to Fair City in playing the, the yeah. character of Sean Cassidy since 2009. 2009, wow. Yeah, I did my research. <laughs> not, not too bad. Do you know what? That's the one thing I'm really bad at, like really bad. I wouldn't know. Now when people go, oh, I did my leave insert in this year or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what year it is this year. Like, I don't know years and dates and times. Like, Mate, I don't think anyone knows what year it is. Mate, it's because you're the busiest fucker I know. <laughs> oh, I don't know oh, about that. No, Un like an unbelievable work ethic. That's that, that's the, the first thing I think about you. You're just you're sharply focused on, on what's ahead of you all the time, you know? And oh, I think, I do what I think, fun. well, it was just unbelievable with the, um, the, with the panto and going into the dancing with the stars, you know? I think yeah. from when we started, you had been cast in the dancing with the stars. So you, your mind was focused on two things. We were doing the rehearsals for the panto and you were also, I think you were doing kind of yeah. relaxed rehearsals for Dancing with the Stars with Julia in the month of December. So this is at the start of December. And yeah. then like you're doing that and then rehearsals for the panto and then 20th of December we start. Like it was just unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe. And, and then folks, when we finished the panto on the 4th of January, which is a Saturday, the following night, this fella is <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> mad isn't it it's mad when you think it's about it just mental. but it's it's unbelievable that's an incredible work ethic I mean that mm. is just thanks Al no I appreciate that man nah and it's yeah like that's that's basically what I was doing like I 
And I remember it's a funny thing, like a small gesture from someone, right? Mm. Can mean a huge gesture to someone else. So I yeah. you used to say that to me. I used to go in. So my rehearsal schedule would be yeah. from nine to half four mm. every day for Panto. But I'd be yeah. up in the morning from eight, kind of, because if I write the show, kind of creative director, so people are always yeah. ringing and saying, what do we need? I'd go in, I'd be first in, kind of, then I'd be getting ready for the Panto. Then at half mm. four, I'd drive down and I'd rehearse from five till half ten, <laughs> dance with yeah. the stars. And then there was a week where I didn't have any lunch because of my lunch break with the panto. Yeah. I was rehearsing, rehearsing with that. And you've seen it actually. Like, I've you know? seen it. I've seen it firsthand. Like, yeah. And then, so sometimes when I'd be going in and I, I wasn't eating and then, you know, a panto was a huge thing, but also dance with the stars were two of the biggest things that potentially are, was going on in my career. Massive, yeah. And then I remember there was one day where I was a little bit, everything was just getting on top of me and I was yeah. like, I can't do this. So I was like, oh, this is mad. Why did I say it? And I remember you just tapped me on the back and you went, you're doing well, man. Just keep it up. And you walked away and I went, uh, that just gave me that little, ah. that little view. So look, I know it probably meant nothing to you, but it's amazing what something ah. someone can say at just yeah. that particular time can help like, you know? Oh, well, no, like, I mean, I think we all, all of the cast saying it, like we were just, you know, during the panto, I considered you like the Roy Keane of, of our yeah. panto. You were like our captain, except you're nicer. <laughs> you were, but you were, just like, a bit, just you a were bit. like our captain, you know, and I mean, a compliment from you and the panto is unbelievable. If, you know, every time if I'd, if I'd nail a scene, you'd come out and you'd pat me on the back all mm-hmm. the time. And I think it's, it's, it's a great way because essentially you're a leader in that panto. You're the creative director, you're the writer, mm. and you're giving the cast that morale boost. It's fantastic. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And, and I love it though. Like, that's what, like, uh, even, like, I remember there was a scene, like, I, like, things like that. Even thinking about it now, like, I get, like, kind of, yeah, I don't, roi- not roiled up, but like, I'm, I've, I always feel like a greyhound before the panto. Yeah. Like, I, that's, that mentality you see me like even with dancing with the stars like i'm so supportive and i'm mm. like I, you're only as good as the people around you so i try and help other people which in turn helps me but like 10 minutes before i go on it's like blingers oh yeah it's like don't look at me don't talk to me I'm <clears> in the zone but i remember when you when we did our first scene when we'd go off mm. i'd run off and i remember sometimes i'd hit you so hard <laughs> like just with like like that, come on up, boom. And then you'd be like, oh, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd run to the next door. I'd be like, that fucking arse. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, my way of saying, let's I, keep going. But I'd go out and I'd fucking try and smash it, you know? Yeah. And, and That's was, the camaraderie. It's like, you share. It's like people in a job. Like when you do a show, Dancing with the Stars or a pantomime or Fair City or whatever, mm. some stuff from my experiences, <clears> like, it's not a real situation. It's not an office job from nine to five. So you bond yeah. with people a lot closer and mm. you push some, like yeah. we push each other a lot to try and, you know, be better. And I think that's what's yeah. great about it. Well, it was great because each, each night of the Panto, there was all sorts of different creative ideas to, to change up the scenes. Um, yeah. One in particular was... <laughs> when, um, Here we go. <laughs> we were uh, recovering the, the the shoe for Cinderella, um, yeah. And Cinderella had been taken. I think <laughs> uh, she'd been taken hostage by the two ugly sisters. 
And I came in and the sisters were trying on the shoe and all of that. And um, the two characters, Ollie and, and Polly, played by the brilliant McLean Burke. Yes. Who <laughs> turned into like a, a, a different human being when he went on the stage in the Panther. Um, but they came through and they, were, they, they weren't supposed to do this, folks. They bolt through the door and they say, oh, we know where Cinderella is, this and that. And uh, McLean trips over and then you follow <laughs> and I mean yeah. he threw himself to the floor threw himself to the floor but people thought that was a part of the show I mean the first night that was just it was unbelievable <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, but you know but what we were like I actually I didn't know why we I couldn't remember that but I remember we were like Rob Vickers was still in character though. That's how good oh, he is. <laughs> he was good. You were gone. You couldn't like, but it was that thing, the unpredictability, unpredictability of the Olympia Panther. You don't know what's going to happen or who's going to say something. So mm. we always like to keep the audience, as you know, on their toes. Yeah. And they're always looking for that bit of mischief and the bit of like, of what's going to come next. So me and Max, yeah. you know, spices up, we run in, do a massive big trip and the whole <laughs> 1,200 people gone. <gasps> And then you were just great. And then at the end, you're like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, that's just to get the laugh. And like, oh, okay. Okay, I'll tell you broke your ankle. It was very good. Very good. Oh, it was brilliant. It really was. Like, and that was the thing. I was such a rookie at the, at the Panto. I mean, the first, first few weeks, I remember I struggled with rehearsals, everything. I tried a British accent for the Prince. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was the worst thing I've ever heard of. Oh, Christ. Donald. You're not good at impressions terrible. now, Pally. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried out this British accent and it just failed miserably. But that's what it was. That's part, like, you were like, will I try it out? I says, yeah, absolutely. You mm, 100% yeah. try your British accent out. Yeah. I said it to you because it was like, that means then, it's like everything, you have to try different things and yeah. see what works and see what fits. And oh, then you're like, yeah. after one day, now I'll go back to my own accent. <laughs> no, because Simon, like, yeah. Simon the lady, our director said, no, no, no chance of the British accent. Go with it. Go with the dub accent, you know, and it was just. And it worked out well. It worked out well enough. Yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, like that, I was nervous the first few weeks. Then towards the end, I was just waiting to get on. Waiting, like, yes, yeah. you do. You become entrenched in it, essentially, you know, it's, yeah. it is. It's, it's like, it's like a joke. When you're doing the pattern. it's a drug, it's <laughs> adrenaline. There's nothing else. That's what people always like. A question I get asked a lot. It's literally in every interview. It's like, which do you prefer, stage or screen? And I always go stage in the yeah. way of like that buzz of when the curtain is down. I always, exp- I always try to explain this. When that curtain is down and you're standing right behind it, yeah, and you, the safety curtain goes up and you can hear everyone in their seats move and then yeah, kind of twiddling around. Or like- and when that curtain goes up. You've one take. It's two and a half hours long. Yeah, and there's no going back. And yeah, that take—it's a drug. Mm. Like, and mistakes do happen. Mistakes happen all the time. Panto, all the time. Like every scene. It's—it's it's funny enough. Yeah. It's it, what I find hilarious about it is is that the crowds don't really notice it, but we go backstage and we're like, oh, oh sick. yeah, <laughs> the smallest nine, and we're beating ourselves up about it. You know, but the crowd just yeah. don't. Uh, I forgot. I forgot the invitation yeah. for, to give to Zoe. That was I was thinking about that. Yeah, I, I, I remember the biggest plot point in Cinderella. <laughs> the prince has to give an invitation to Cinderella to go to the ball, and we all went. We were watching the backstage and gone right. I'll off you. Like 
give it Connor and it, I'll I'll give the invitation and you're like okay boy we're like <laughs> uh, no I what I did was I went to check my uh, front pocket I just automatically thought that I put it in my front my front pocket I'd, I'd, I'd keep it there I'd wedge it there all the time I used to yeah. fell out one or two nights as well because it wasn't wedged <laughs> and I just forgot it and I just nothing in my hand and I just said Zoe uh, 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 come to the ball tonight <laughs> gone like because I'm on an ultimate okay. high I'm on an ultimate high yeah. after that because I do the Katie Taylor at that oh, point that the impression blew the house down it was yeah. like and that was like that was fun when we were writing it. Like I was sitting there, and like I was a fan of you, and I said that before. Me and my mm. dad, we would have watched all your all your videos before, yeah. and every time the the soccer Saturday and all, and the Jeffs there, we'd be like, "Oh, that lucky I'll done another one." So when I met you, I knew all your your impressions. Yeah, you knew us, yeah. I knew them, but then I was like, all the week, and the first thing we said to you was, "Look, Al, yeah. here's the basic blueprint, right? We want you to do Katie Taylor. We wrote a script for you, yeah, with like like everyone, but we said." You do you, like whatever you yeah. want to do, whatever fits you. And that Katie Taylor just <laughs> like I'm you still smiling thinking about it. It's so good. What I enjoyed the most though about in terms of doing the impressions in the panto was the kids' impressions. I one of the scenes where I come out and I'm looking for Cinderella. I did Scooby Doo. I did Woody from Toy oh, Story. Oh yeah. And we yeah. just played it. We just played it from there. It was actually an on the spot kind of thing. It, I think it was the. Fourth or fifth night in, we just decided um, go for it with Scooby Doo, um, yeah. Because it was originally Morgan Freeman, and that just like oh, that fell on its yeah, yeah. And uh, Morgan Freeman is not an impactful impression. I, I never, yeah. I never actually do Morgan Freeman on stage. So we just went with the Toy Story, SpongeBob, I think, and we went with Scooby Doo, and it yeah. just. From there on, Mad. you know, the kids, because yeah. you have to cater to the kids as well, you know. 100%. And that's what you did. And yeah, you kind of, you took them for the team in the way, because like, if someone was to tell me, go out there and act like SpongeBob, Scooby-Doo and Woody from Toy Story, <laughs> like I'm a mad team, but I probably wouldn't do it. So every time me and Mac used to be backstage going, he is a mad, mad chap. <laughs> to be like, no problem. Like, but look, that's what it is. That's what Panda was. And it's one of them things where yeah. just the love of it on stage, mm. the people going to it, it's very special. Yeah. And you bond and I bonded with you like, oh, massively over it. So, yeah. Massively. Like you, you were such a great motivation for all of us in there. Like you just, and, and you had our backs and you, like, as I said, you were the captain of the group, man. The captain of the Thanks group. So. Like, and that, co- yeah. every time just those small compliments, even that little hit on the back from, like, it yeah. just, it, it gave us, the confidence to go out there and, and deliver to that audience every night. Like, so it did, it, yeah. made, it made a massive difference, man. Massively. And I kind of take, like, I, I love that kind of role. Like, you know, mm. like I, I kind of created that nearly in my head. I was like, look, I'm out there opening the show. Like, it's kind of that thing of like, yeah. come on, let's go. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going here. Yeah. I'm, I'm here 15 years, you know. I know this place inside out, you know, and, yeah. and I know, I know, how to guess firstly I know how to get the best out of myself when I go on that stage and I also know how to get the best out of my fellow castmates once they're on yeah. stage and I think I yeah. think you've just obviously it was my first panto with you so it's just a skill that you've obviously picked up through the years and experience is obviously vital you know and, and that's uh, yeah. that's what well, you thanks, have. Uh, but like, I, 
And it's also sometimes it's a hard thing as well. When you look at an audience and like a Monday matinee at two o'clock is completely oh. different than a Saturday, yeah. 7.30 audience. Massively. So, yeah. so, you know, so there's sometimes when I go out straight away, I go straight back to the cast and go, okay, lads, it's a, it's a quick show yeah. now. Meaning, yeah. like they're oh, loving absolutely. it, but just straight through it. Or at the Saturday night, I go, okay, lads. And, and just a shout out as well to the cast. I mean, Zoe oh, is Cinderella. Zoe was incredible yeah. at Cinderella. Uh, Mac, Cinderella. Mac is Polly. I mean, yeah. it was just, he was just incredible. As powerhouse, well. wasn't he? Powerhouse. He was a powerhouse. He lost his voice. He lost his voice for like a week, but he still went out and he still entertained. He still sang Working yeah. 9 to 5. Like just... Working 9 to oh. 5. Yeah. And Rob, yeah. like, Rob Vickers. Rob Vickers. Is, Rob Vickers is one of the most talented people. He, he played uh, Valjean on the West End Les Mis yes. for like yeah. three, four years. And he, he's back, like he works in Ireland now. He worked up in Taylor's. He has his own kind of the show up there. Yeah. But when you, you're on stage with people, even like on stage with you and stuff, that's what, yeah. that's what it's about. And you James. You pause people in front of you. And James Patrice, James Aaron Gregor, Nadine Reed. James, like, it's, Aaron, Nadine. They were like, they look were, at that for a car. It's yeah. constantly, you know. It was, I was very lucky to have worked with such a great cast. You know, you're very lucky to have you. That, like, ah, no, I, I enjoyed every, every minute of it, but it was the cast. And then you had Stuart as well, who ran the show. And you had Al, 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 Al Porter. Our director, yeah, right as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I, I would annoy Al Porter every day, saying, "Al, will I change this? Will I do this impression? Will I do?" <laughs> yeah, Al would actually come up and say, "Do you think that'd be better? Do you think that'd be better?" And I just go straight in. I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, no problem. Let's let's try no problem." This new, this new but impression. it was that that trust that we all had with each other as well, though. Al. Yeah, no, absolutely. Wasn't it? it was a massive. It was trust. We were what five weeks together. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Probably like that. And anyway, look, the, the Panto finishes on the 4th of January. Yes. And the following night, Dancing with the Stars, Ireland kicks off. Uh, Ryan yeah. Andrews, folks, has just done 20, how many shows was it? 34. Thirds, what am I talking about? 20, 34 shows. I wish it was 20. I wish it was 24. <laughs> in, in, the, in the Olympia Panto. And he goes straight into Dancing with the Stars, Ireland, um, with your dance partner, Julia Dotta, who was, yeah. they were absolutely incredible. You know, the two of you were just a brilliant dance duo. Like, it was just amazing. And um, you go in and you just, it, it, you yeah. fucking, it was amazing, man. Incredible. Yeah. Week, Thanks, after, man. It was, week uh... after week, consistent performances, just, you know, topping your performance every week. Yeah, it's, I I just, like, every single part that I even think about it now, kind of getting nostalgic, because yeah. sometimes you don't, I'm sure it's like yourself, sometimes you don't think back on things. You you know, I'm very, what's next, what's next, what's next? But to think back, even what you're saying there, to do that panto and then to have that mentality to keep the panto going mm. and then to get ready to be in Ardmore, do two shows, go back to Ardmore, and then on the Sunday, like, I didn't get a dress rehearsal, I didn't get a camera rehearsal, I didn't get anything. I didn't even know my positions because I was so like I had to go out there on that Sunday night. So that kind of that walking down the stairs, first time yeah. walking down the stairs was live on telly. And you know, a lot of people even came up to me and were like, we didn't realize what was involved. This is I didn't realize what was involved. Like I actually didn't. And then to do that like live show and then to get that like you know the reaction, like I put everything mm-hmm. into it. But 
the hard part was, as you said, it wasn't to stay there. It was to get better for 12 weeks. Yeah. And uh, to try and do that. So that was... There was a lot of pressure. There obviously was. There was a lot of pressure behind that as well. But I could tell, even with the pressure on you every week, you were just having the absolute time of your life. You were loving it, man. You know? Yeah. And the people loved you. You know, you were just incredible. I was, you know, I was just being myself because it was like, Mm. it's something that you love and it's something that you want to do. Yeah. And then when you do it, like, like I, I didn't really... Not that I didn't care what people thought. I absolutely do, like, did care. But it was also at that point, it was like, I was working eight, 10 hours a day. I'm like, I can yeah. only do my best. And that was the one thing I said to producers. Like, I was contacted for that show back, I don't think I thought, back in June. Mm. Well, when I say, like, it was a phone call and that was kind of it. Like, but, yeah, yeah. like nothing actually happened till October or whatever. But then I was like, you know what? Yeah, like, I want to give everything into this. But also... Um, it's about just being yourself and I said it, it was never about winning for me I never mm. wanted to win it winning it regardless and look if I don't want it happy days it could have been anybody but it was about yeah. being the best that I could be every single week yeah but that was my challenge it wasn't winning it it was about how can I better the tango how can yeah. I better the drive and not have a, a dip I, week I, I think I think everyone will remember I, 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 am I right in saying was it four Four performances got the full sweep, 30 points. Is it, was it four? Or I, I'm, I yeah. hope I'm right in saying it. Yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah. Four, like, got a score of 30. Like, yeah. that is just... Two standing ovations then. The, the, it was the Contemporary Ballroom was the first one, yeah. which was with the Orchestra Week. And Charleston. that was like... Yeah, and then the Charleston then as yeah. well, and then the, the trio. But it was one of them things, like, it's actually mad as well, looking back at it like how emotional I was yeah. in the show. I'm not really an emotional person. I'm very like just black or white, straight down the middle. Straight down the middle, yeah. But not with this show, man. It yeah. opened me up in so many ways. Like that contemporary ballroom. Well, of course, like, yeah. We, there was obviously, the, the story behind that was that you you were diagnosed with scoliosis at the age. Oh, yeah, that was, that was actually years. earlier on. That was sorry, the... Sorry, yeah. The rumba, yeah, but there, like, there you go. So the scoliosis, yeah. I was diagnosed with scoliosis when yeah. I was 15, I think it was. Yeah. There, I think it was. See that? I don't know. <laughs> Dates or times, I'm brutal. Yeah. Um, and I never told anybody about that. Yeah. Never discussed it. Never felt that I kind of had to. It was just, mm. that's what I have. That's what I deal with. Yeah. Like, I know what you go through. And, you yeah, know, of course, yeah. Like, so like everyone has... Maker, yeah. Yeah, but mm. I didn't know that until halfway through the show on the panto. I wasn't telling anyone. <laughs> you weren't telling anyone. And I thought we were going, you said, oh, me and my pacemaker, we're all gone. <laughs> you go, what? Oh, I have a pacemaker. Are y'all right? <laughs> and I thought, we're doing three shows. That was the three show a day. I told Natasha. I, I told Natasha yeah. at the start, I think. But yeah, no, the three shows a day. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't think this is good for my heart. And we were like, everyone just went, you have are you okay? And then you told us your story and all. And we were like, wow. Like, it's amazing. So that, mm. that kind of happened to me. Yeah. Um, the producer kind of came up and I was, I was in a bit of pain. And because yeah. obviously ballroom was the posture and yeah, I, I was kind of <laughs> struggling a little bit and I was working through that boundaries. And mm. then the producer were like, it's a look of scoliosis, blah, blah, and it's kyphosis. Scoliosis, for anyone who doesn't know, is the curvature of your spine. Curvature of your spine, yeah. And Shearman's kyphosis is the rounded 
of the shoulder. So I actually mm. have both of them. Okay. And they were just like, you have to talk about it. I was mm. like, no, please. And I was I was really upset. I was like, please don't make yeah. even thinking about it now. I was like, please don't make me do it, please. Mm. So like you have to do it. It's for all the people out there, little boys and little girls. Mm. And I says no, because I thought it was going to get a negative reaction now. You know, oh. I thought, yeah, I thought people would yeah. have seen it as um an excuse or you know, like a, a sob story. And no, I I did it. And that week of that, I cried every day. Yeah, wow. That I mean every day I cried. You were told by was it people in a, a school, a drama school, about your your thing, and like you yeah. proved them wrong about your posture and everything. You worked and worked and worked to, to yeah. get your posture right. Like that's incredibly inspirational, you know. And, Thanks, man. And fuck people like that who who want to put you down and say, ah, you can't do this, it is. I, I just I love people who want to prove everyone prove people wrong, you know, prove naysayers yeah. wrong. So fuck those people, whoever they are, you know. Go on. Fuck them <laughs> because you've proved them wrong. Wait, you're one you're of, right though. But you're one of the best, like in the country, in the panto, you're you're one of the best stage actors in the country like i'm and i'm not i'm not you know 100 yeah. percent. you are you Thanks, know man. you've been doing it so long and then you go into this dancing with the stars and it's just week after week after week you're just wearing the audience you're wearing the viewers every week you know so it was yeah. it was very hard to believe i couldn't believe it when when i found that out as well yeah because you didn't i didn't like you wouldn't you didn't even know like no no i didn't i didn't know yeah. until until that, until that episode of Dancing with the Stars. And the hard thing about it's actually mad, like talking about all this. So there was that story that you said it was a movement class and we were going around, it was like about stage presence. And I, mm. like, I'd always say that to you if you can remember, shoulders out to the audience, head up. Remember, like, about your presence, about mm. you have to invite the audience and all. But that's basically what I was being taught. Yeah. I got brought up to the top of the class and the teacher was like, okay, whatever you do, don't be like Ryan. So look at Ryan, look how he stands, and I'm going, what's she, what's she talking about? Then I was like, then I was trying to fix, no, 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 don't fix it. Don't, don't, stand as you were. And I go, like, I was standing, he's like, don't stand like him. If you stand like him, you won't be noticed and you'll just be forgotten about. That, that was the, the premise of it. Oh. <laughs> and I, at that time, I was like, whatever. I walked out of class, no me, I'm like, ah, no butter. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I'll show her. And I never thought about it really until the week when they were actually on the camera like this and asking questions. And I actually was like, everything, every single thing just came back to my head. And my mom and dad didn't know that. So on the live show, I was standing there and on ready like 30 seconds of the, the VT and the team was at the, uh, the screen was at the back. And I, right before that, I says, my mom and dad don't know the story. Or Michaela didn't know the story. And I went, oh God. So they were looking at it for the first time. Yeah. So by the end of it, I looked over. They were bawling their eyes and crying. And I was yeah. getting upset. And all the cast and crew were kind of getting upset. Because like, yeah, it was just a weird thing. But was, also, in a positive way, it was one of the best things I've ever done. I never spoke about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think like, that from that performance, that was one of the, the 30 point performances as well. Yeah. As well, you know, and it was just, I was, it was beautiful as well. Um, but no, it's incredibly inspirational. And that that uh, teacher, you know, 
How yeah. stupid is she now? <laughs> yeah, and, and I think as well, what I was doing as well, Al, for all that week, I brought back into my head, I kept thinking about what was said to me, and I kept thinking about, I want to prove mm. her wrong, I want to prove her wrong. Yeah. But then come the Sunday, I said it, I remember with Jen, I actually said, you know what? It's not about her anymore. It was no. about me. You know that, that feeling of... 100%, yeah. yeah. I can do this. So like, that's what I said for anyone out there, there's kids, there's kids and parents messaging me with kids have like learning difficulty or they're getting bullied in school mm. or something. They feel there's something wrong with them. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with them. It's what you have and it's how you deal with it and how overcome it is. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. A hundred percent. With my condition as well, I, I yeah. my mom never really made a big deal out of it. And I think I've yeah. always had that impression as well. I never really had a, I never really worried about it too much. I think one of the worries that I did have was my daughter. I thought, I was wondering, was it hereditary? But it wasn't. So then I was back. No to, way. Yeah, I just only wondered for a few wow, weeks. Wow, yeah. You know, is, is this, is it, you know, congenital heart block, is it, is it hereditary, you know, yeah. from, from whatever parent to, to child? And no, it wasn't. I, I, rang, I rang the cardiologist. He said, no, no, nothing to worry about. And that was it. You know, I thought, How old are you again, Al? I'm 28. So I was born. No, how old? Oh, how old was I? Yeah, when, when you got like, it was born, yeah, wasn't it? I was born with congenital heart block. Yeah. Um, and then I got the surgery, the pacemaker surgery for the first pacemaker fitted when I was eight yeah. years old. And then I got my second one fitted when I was 19. So I, I'm actually coming up wow. to, I'm coming up to uh, the final year or two of my second pacemaker. It's a 10 year battery. So it like, it's mad. It's meant. You told me that about the battery. You were like, yeah, so it's a battery. I said, what happens if you go out there? Hell yeah, boys and girls. <laughs> like, I was like, get them checked, lads. Get them checked. Get James's. Get Vincent's. Get the ambulance ready. We were having the crack about that. But that's mad, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a part of my life, you know. Um, yeah. It really is. And, uh, and do you know what? It's oh. like, it doesn't define you. It's just a part of it. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. That's all it is. You know, um, I, I I'm the bionic man. I used to be called, you know, Iron Man as well. <laughs> a bit we like called it. you a few names, and it wasn't them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few names we are throwing around. <laughs> but anyway, look, uh, enough about me. Um, there was there more was about you. Everyone wants to know about you. No, Al. no, they don't. This is my podcast, and this is the the impressionable hour. And this is my friends, my, my friend here, my friend. I don't do impressions. You talk all, to oh, me. That's very good. Now you're talking to me. <laughs> you get you you told me it's like you bite a lemon and then you you talking to me? You What's your name? Gay Lord Fucker. Yeah. I got my eye on you, fucker. Uh, <laughs> that's very good, Ryan. That's I, very good. Give <laughs> me Stephen Gerrard, you know. Oh what's the the Gerard, is it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, with the game and, you know, kick the ball from side to side, you know. Oh, oh. <laughs> the, the Carragher's a great one as well, isn't it? Oh, the Carragher, yeah. I, I don't do it that much, though. No, just, I was like, when you do this, it's, it's everything's over-exaggerated, you know. You know, you know, of course, it's over-exaggerated. You know, talking about the Premier League coming back. You know, is it going to come back or not? I don't know. Is it null and void? I don't want it to be null and void. I mean, it's never people that want the fucking 19 title. You know, so, so they, they got to do something about it. <laughs> Brilliant. It's so good. So good. <laughs> but, I'm like a big kid. I just, I'd sit here all day listening to the impressions. Like, 
I want to talk about, there was a thing going around while you were on Dance with the Stars as well, about you and Michaela, your lovely girlfriend, Michaela. Yeah. There was a proposal thing or something. What was, what was that? You I have to bring ed- that one up. I, I can edit it out of the podcast. It's all right. Let's go. <laughs> Basically, so what I didn't write, it was a week three, I did the tango. Yeah. And it went really well. And so they're like, all oh, the press want to talk to you. So every, after every week, you would go into a room and there'd be like 10 people around there with the computers and all. So like, I kind of went in. I was like, oh, how's it going, everybody? And then nothing. They were just typing. I was like, oh, all right. And I was like, I was getting awkward. I was trying to have the crack and kind of be bubbling and bouncing. Yeah. And I was being sarcastic. And then they were like, hey, your girlfriend was here today. I was like, oh, yeah, Michaela, biggest supporter. Like, I'll talk about Michaela in a minute and how much she supports me. But I was explaining mm-hmm. to them. And they were like, so, like, will you propose to Michaela if you win? Dance with the stars. I was like, Mary, first thing I'll do, first thing I'll do is when I win, I'll propose, like, kind of joke and you're all mm. laughing. Yeah. And then it came out to a headline, vote for me and I'll propose to my girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, oh, my. And, like, loads of people that know me were laughing. They thought it was funny. But for people yeah. who didn't know me, they were like, oh, my God, that's a horrible thing to say. Imagine it was mad, man. It blew up like <laughs> it did. Yeah, I see it. It just blew up on social media everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then like it was funny then, and then like people were like, "Oh yeah, you never propose this. I never want us." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the best time was, for that though. With, with Michaela, uh, Michaela's obviously involved with the the panto as well. She's a primary school teacher too, as well. Yeah, so Michaela is she's a primary school teacher. She's the dance captain of the Olympic yes, panto. Yes, she the has dance captain. Yeah. Oh, don't forget that. Yeah. Number Sorry, one. Michaela, yeah. And she is um has her own Irish dancing school and we yeah. run a stage school, a performing arts school together. Yeah. So she is like a machine. And yeah. I said this on Dance with the Stars as well. Like I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without Michaela. Like that. Yeah. Like you see, like people think I work hard and people think I have a great work ethic. Mm. Michaela is like a different yeah. league altogether. She like she she's she brilliant. Pushes. Yeah, she's brilliant, and she was yeah. brilliant in the panto as well. You know, it, yeah. every time she she would be the interviewer with the prince in the opening scene. You know, yeah. and it's just it was we had great crack every day. He's worked well together. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was good, actually. Yeah, it was. It was just that it was a small little scene, but no, it was always that. That was it was the banter as well that we had. All all of us had backstage <laughs> as well. You know. Well, yes, yeah, so that's what with the. Michaela and as well, just going back back to obviously Michaela like that. We're together, so we, that's where we met. Was in the panto. In the panto, yeah. Wow. She was ten. I was eleven. Um, we obviously were friends up until about fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. And again, I'm not great with the the years and the the dates and all, but I I, I was sixteen and she was fifteen. Mm. And then from there, yeah, Romance. been together ever since. And yeah, and just like childhood sweetheart. Yeah, these are a great couple. These really are. Like, we bounce off each other, like, you know, it was like, yeah. like, we work together, like, which is, you know, obviously great, but we also, like, but when we're in the room, you know, like, I look over and I go up and say, oh, maybe this, and or she'd be the first person to come up to me and say, that did probably didn't work, and yeah, it's that respect as well, you know, it's, it's great to have that there. It is, no, 100%, absolutely, and, and, and obviously another thing I see in that you're, you're, you're making your mark on TikTok. Oh, you ready? <laughs> Do you know what that is? Do you know what that's called? I don't know, no. 
Oh, come on. I'm on TikTok. I'll tell you what. Do, do you want to know my story on TikTok? I'm on the bloody thing. I put out a video. You loads. You're like big on TikTok. I, I don't understand this, though. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't. I put out a video on TikTok, I'd say two or three months ago. Um, it was actually three months ago. And it's still getting the views. It's me doing 10 impressions in 60 seconds. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. But I'm still getting followers from it every day. And I'm, wow. post, I'm posting other stuff on TikTok. But it's, it's absolutely, it's just falling flat completely. But that video's still going. It's still, it's still got legs. You Isn't know? it amazing how one thing can just like, oh, happen for amazing. you? Amazing. Isn't it's it? Just social, one social, chance. Like. Social media is crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy, you know? Yeah. Like one, even one little shout out, retweet, like the, the McGregor video on Twitter, the Floyd Mayweather Brilliant. video that I did um, three years ago, you know? That, yeah. It's just... Was that in Manchester, Al, or somewhere? Was it? No. Birmingham. Birmingham. I remember, like, yeah. But that, yeah. it's amazing. See, so what, what followers do you have on TikTok? Where are you at on that? I think I'm 34,000. 34. Yeah, something like that. But I, I, I should kind of get into it a bit more because I don't, I, I just, the uploads that I have on Instagram and um, Twitter and Facebook, I yeah. just kind of bring it over to TikTok as well. But it doesn't, it, it, the, it doesn't kind of. Um, the, it's the, it's the yeah, original it stuff it on TikTok. It doesn't right? line yeah. up with the algorithm. Yeah, it has to be an original TikTok video that you film, yeah. I suppose. Like, I'm loving it. Like, I'm, like that's catching the wall. Oh yeah, and then it's like like there to there this morning I got up and like I do one video every day and sometimes yeah. I do two and like I you go through your feed and that's what I love about it. Same with Instagram. Like I'm not great yeah. on Instagram and for years never posted anything yeah. and I'm like I kind of was like the last year. No, if you're going to be doing pantomime, if you're going to be doing that sort of service, you need to be out there and people. And but TikTok then I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump on TikTok. And then I think of 38, 38,000. Yeah. And yeah. all I'm doing is literally copying people and just having fun, yeah. doing dances and having the crack. And it's... Is, isn't that girl, what's her name? Charlie Charlie Danilo. Danilo. She has like 60-something million followers. Yeah. And she's... Do you know what I love about TikTok as well? It's like, because it's still relatively new, you mm. have new stars that no one's ever heard of. A girl from like Texas is the biggest star in the world now that no one knew six months ago. It's crazy. Oh, she's on Jimmy Fallon and everything. It's cra- it everything, is. yeah. It's crazy. But that's, that's the thing. It's crazy. I'm making my iced coffee during the, the lockdown. Oh, believe me, it looks wonderful. It looks absolutely great. Wonderful. China. Ice cup. China. China. You actually get a good, good lot out of him, I'd say. There's loads of material with Trump yeah, there's a bit, the last there's weeks. Gordon Ramsay I'm doing a bit as well. Um, you know, because a lot of people are cooking now during this quarantine. Oh, you know, just yeah. what, what else are they, have, are they to be doing, you know? So there's different kinds of spices, all of that. Great. Wow. Wonderful. Fucking, yes. Brilliant. Fucking great, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Raw. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the hard things in the panto as well. When I did Gordon Ramsay. No swearing. <laughs> I know. And that's what he's not... It was there. Uh, ducking this and ducking that. Duck this, duck that. You know, what are you ducking looking at? <laughs> but um, 
Now, Ryan, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, no problem. You're a great guy. And, you know, I'm so happy for your success, you know, from, the, you know, the Panto 15 years, you're at it. You're the guy, you know, Oli, 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 Oi, Oi, Oi. You know, the character of Oli is, is iconic now in, in, on the Panto scene. Um, Dancing with the Stars, Ireland. Uh, we, we were all so proud of you. All of the, the casting crew mm-hmm. from the Panto, um, myself and Alison were so proud. You know, we were watching week in, week out, and just just seeing you evolve in that show. And as I said, top the performance every week was just it was it was amazing to see. And it couldn't it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy and a more hardworking guy than yourself. You know, folks, Thanks, if, you, if you want some inspiration, if you want to work hard, look at this guy because he's. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank work you. Ethic. So and I'll genuinely look, I appreciate that. But also, just to get back really quickly to a point that there was five people in their dressing room over that Christmas. So mm. me and four others. You were one of them. Mm. And for me at that time in my life was obviously the best, hardest, and deepest that I ever had to kind of, you know, push myself personally. And no one kind of knew that. It's not a yeah. not a big thing. But you were there every single day. And you'd always do that. You'd always come in and give me the push that I needed as well. So look, I probably wouldn't have got where I was also without having you there. No, so like, that's you, what I'm man. saying. Genuinely, like, and I'll always remember that. It was you, Mac, Rob and James in that dressing yeah. room. And after two shows a day, I'd be there, zonked, and you'd come over and you'd do an impression. You'd do like, you'd Denzel. say, which one do you want today? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, do that's Denzel. your favourite, isn't you it? You do, you go, man. You're like, man, Do it there, go on. Okay, my man, that's right. There, like, who the straight man away. Man you want. <laughs> yeah, and then you used to always say that, and then I used to go, then I used to just say to myself, like, whatever, as in, like, I'm dressed up in panto, I'm going to be dancing in Cuban heels, and then you're doing a Denzel Washington impression, like, nothing really matters, so it was always the fun, but look, man, like, the respect I have for you, and oh, thank you, brother. I love what you're doing, and genuinely, I can't thank you enough as well for being there for me when I needed it the most as well. Ah, no, no problem at all. Anytime, man. Anytime. Great guy. Yeah. Are you getting the dancing shoes on? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get you out in the Cuban heels. They're about that size. You wear them, yeah? Do you, you know like no fever. Do you know, I forgot to say this. And um, Sorry, I know we said we were wrapping up. I did a Strictly Come Dancing um, six years ago in Port Marnock. Local. Local now. Yeah. And I swear to God, it was one of the best experiences of my life. The crack I had. It was actually the year before yeah. I kind of, I became known on, on social media. Yeah. And um, I, was, I was still working in retail. And I remember doing it. And it was just such good fun. You know, and it was, it was only one night. But I remember the night yeah. we did it. And it was just, oh, the crack we had. It's, isn't it though? It's yeah. the buzz like. It's, it's an unbelievable buzz. And if anyone is asked when, please God, yeah. when everything goes back to normal, um, and if you're asked to do a Strictly Come Dancing, you know, and, and you're hesitant about it, you know, and like I was hesitant about doing it, and I was also hesitant about doing the panto, and yeah. just jump in and do it. And at the end of it, you'll be an emotional mess because you want to do it all over again. Yeah. But that's actually a great point as well. It's like that thing of like, I was like that as well. I'd go hesitant for like when things would come in. I'd go, oh, will I do it? Will I not do it? I don't know whether I'm, I'll be good enough. And 
oh no, I don't want to make a film myself. I don't want to be bad at it. But then literally since that's with the stars and all, I'd be like, I've been just saying yes to everything. Literally yeah. everything. Going, why wouldn't you? Like, yeah, just it's a new experience and just pushing yourself and doing different things Absolutely. in different ways. That's Absolutely. all you have to do. Like, of give it a go. Get up, get out and go for it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Boom. <laughs> Remember that quote, folks. <laughs> get up, Look, get out and go for it. And go for it. Ryan, thank you so much, pal. And um, um, I hope you're well. Hope the family are well and stay safe during all of this. And um, Will do. Two of Hopefully us I'll, I'll catch you up and... Yeah, we'll meet up for a coffee or a pint. Pint, yeah. Absolutely. A pint would be better. <laughs> See you Take later, care, pal. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy.